Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. I am here with my co-host, JC. Hey there. We're talking about DEI from both a marketing and an HR perspective. And we want to talk about briefly, without me losing my mind, politicians getting in the way of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So, Michelle, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, man. You know, I think in short, it's just a very unfortunate situation. I think when it comes to DEI, we just want people to feel like they have equal footing when they're going into an opportunity, job, business, whatever. Um, and when politicians in this case are restricting it, it's just like, it's, 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 it's not fair what gives, especially when the politician is a person with a disability. It's kind of like what is happening here. <laughs> but um it's very it's very unfortunate and i think it puts people behind especially black and brown people um behind because a lot of us are already behind when it comes to the financial status or wealth gap so it just makes things more challenging yeah in in a the summer of 2021 of you know very heated times COVID, a lot of things going on black lives matter um, there was an executive order. So for the federal, you know, the United States of America, an executive order on diversity, equity, inclusion, and which requires accessibility in the federal workforce. So yay, good thing. Has it really done a heck of a lot? Maybe in the federal government space, but uh, it wasn't really pushed down in many states. Um, we'll just say uh, state governors um, and probably other politicians, too, are saying, nope, not in my state or not in my area. We're not going to mandate anything, including everything that's going on um, with uh, certain politicians stopping things from going through uh, even elementary schools. Right. Of people being educated, of, of employees being educated. So this is a really hot and heavy time because I know. Personally, for me, with my clients during the past couple of years, especially since George Floyd and, and all the other items that were going on, all employers were like, boom, we've got to do unconscious bias training. We got to do harassment training. We got to teach people what diversity, equity, and inclusion means. We know we're not going to get there anytime soon with equity, but let's start doing, um, you know, of taking active matters of uh, making sure our, our organization is diverse as possible with, with what we have and then including those diverse people on decisions. And then within a year and a half, many governors and other politicians took the other side and said, nope, we're not going to do that. And we're not going to mandate that. So employers are in a catch-22. What do we do? The community wants us to do this. Our politicians, some of them are saying, no, you can't. What are your yeah, thoughts? What makes it challenging is a lot of leaders and um, leaders, executives, decision makers, business owners, they're following their cues from government, right? Because they're going to, they're getting benefits, whether it's tax benefits from hiring, having their headquarters there, benefits above my pay grade, basically, right? So they're going to follow the cues of government, 
state government, local government, whichever. Um, so it's a very unfortunate process. And I think it kind of goes back into some unconscious bias. Overall, what is your moral compass? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you fall in line? And, you know, I think me personally, my thing is very shortly doing the right thing is always doing the right thing. But when you're having hundreds or maybe thousands of people, employees working for you, it's going to be very hard to create win-win situations all around. It it really is. It it really is. And and then now, you know, there's many politicians, especially in my lovely state of Florida here. Um, Again, I'm warm. I'm wearing a a short sleeve T-shirt right now. So I'm happy living in Florida. But there are a lot of changes going on and not necessarily for the betterment of society, you know, with even with education. So, um, you know, when students and I want to say even more than students, but just when people in general talk about diversity in a thoughtful and sensitive way, it makes the environment more welcoming for everyone. So, Think about it when we're kids and we're thrown into, you know, group uh, playtime with just random people that are at daycare or schools or at our playground. We're we just do it. We're like, hey, this sounds like fun. You seem like fun. Let's hang out. We don't really care if you're able bodied, disabled, black, white, brown, age. We don't care if you're even speaking the same language. We figure it out. So mm-hmm. we're taught by someone, whether it's family members, community members, um, and in some cases, schools, you know, to feel another way. Uh-oh, you've got something to say, JC. Go ahead. Yes, according to APA.org, research shows that talking about diversity in the classroom not only helps students from marginalized backgrounds feel less stressed, but it also creates a culture that helps all students do better in school, feel like they belong, and be healthier overall. And not so that's from the APA, right? The American Psychological Association. Yes. So take out the word classroom and put work workforce, right? Or take out the word classroom and put when you're having your coffee at the Waffle House or this our Starbucks, like we talked about previously. When when people are talking about uh, diversity in a safe environment where it's you know a little bit more um, you know regulated, where you're supposed to be on your best behavior. It makes people that are marginalized or have been marginalized feels less stressed. I just think it makes sense. And not everybody, and I know this, I know this from my own personal, um, you know, upbringing. Not everybody was top, taught that. Somebody taught you that to be good about diversity or to be bad about it. And so I really think it's all of our moral duty um, to make sure that we are more diverse and inclusive in the classroom, in the workplace, and in society as a whole. We just have to be careful because currently it is a hot topic. It was a hot topic with everybody uh, pushing all companies to go to DEI initiatives. And now a lot of companies are like, stop, we don't know what to do because we might get in trouble because politicians don't want us to do that. And with that said, I want to say one last thing before we wrap up and go on to the next um, ser- uh, episode is sometimes, many times, all too often, companies jump in without having an expert involved. And mm-hmm. that's where things go wrong. They just don't have an expert involved. Yeah. And this this is this current climate calls for a new type of expert, right? Because you have to understand how corporate works and even maybe a little bit of government. Um, so it's a challenge. It's going to be a challenging time for everyone. Yeah. It's going to continue to be so it's not going to change overnight. We, 
We, uh, it's not just our country in the United States that is dealing with this. It's a lot of countries, but we'll talk a little bit more in a moment. Thanks for listening to episode four of the five part series on DEI, both from a marketing and an HR perspective. In our final episode, we're going to talk about, you know, what companies really should be focusing on regarding DEI. If we want to give you some tips for every business leader regarding DEI actions, no matter you know, if you're a supervisor, a manager, a leader, HR, marketing, IT, whatever it might be. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.